Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 5.34, and Steely Dan with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is, uh, is going to be, uh, well, do you have the weather in front of you? Because uh, mine's not really. Well, this is what I got, uh, Steve. Uh, hold on just a second. I'll be with you in a, just a minute. Yeah. I got you. You ready? Got, sure. All right. Mostly sunny with a high of 37 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 37. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm glad we got to that. Yeah, I see, I, I see like a mix of sun and clouds and partly cloudy tomorrow, which still basically is the same thing that you're saying. Just is, to, it, is it? Or? Well, yeah, it's still sunny. It just There'll be clouds. All right. That's all. We'll go for that. Hey, if you're listening on the podcast, you should probably be aware of it. It's brought to you by Marcotte Ford, the got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. We didn't get a chance to uh, air this uh, interview, but we'll be talking to uh, Trevor Rabin from Yes today. Yes. Yes, because we have nothing else. And it was such a good interview, I would hate to see it get lost. Yeah. So he's got a new record out, Trevor Raven, on the show today. It's 535 in Rock 102. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 in Queen with Bax and Nagel in Rock 102. Uh, partly cloudy today with a high of 36. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 37. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Nicolas Cage turns 60 on January 7th, and unfortunately that means we're going to be seeing less of him because he wants to slow down. Oh, no. You know, I actually watched a bunch of movies with him uh, when I had COVID uh, way back when. And I was, like, on the couch for five days. You were binge-watching Nicolas Cage movies? Well, yeah, because it was all these ones that said, oh, you got to watch these. They're really good because they went straight to streaming. <laughs> you know, they're, they're so good. Yeah. They're just too good for a movie theater. So we just put them all on digital form. And nobody was going to the movies anyway. They're the kind of movies that make you feel better when you feel your absolute worst. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and sure. those aren't even the good ones. It's I'm, not like Raising Arizona or uh, you, know, you know any of the others that he was in. I, ju- I, w- I just watched the other day uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh yeah, that is like one of my favorite movies. It, it's just it, you know what it is. It's the little lines of of dialogue that just make the whole thing. Like they're sitting there waiting for that that redneck to show up <laughs> to give him the thing. And hey, what do you got for credit cards? I got a Chalmers Big and Tall store. It's a seven-store chain up in the Pacific Northwest. Unfortunately, it doesn't do us any good here. <laughs> it was just <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, anyway, uh, Nick says, uh, he, uh, I'd like to read a book a week. I want to spend more time with my dog. I can't even. I can't do a, a Nick Cage voice. It sounds very much like uh, Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner. Jenner. Well, I want to spend more time with my daughter. What I'm trying to say is I'm going to be 60. Uh, I'm taking stock of what's really important. Maybe not uh, make quite as many movies. Cage has a one-year-old daughter named August. He, he does, and he's 60? Yeah, with his wife, Rico Shibata. I got to uh, tell you, I think he's doing us all a favor. I think he's doing us all a favor, too. He also has two sons, 18-year-old Cal L. and 32-year-old Weston from previous relationships. Mm. Well, I mean, that's more acceptable at 60, but a one-year-old at 60 years old? 
you're not even 50 yet. Yeah. Can you imagine having an, a newborn child at your age? Because I can't even imagine it my, at my age. No, I, uh, you know, I, I thought maybe, maybe eight, nine years ago would have been the last of the, you know, the swimmers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't have the energy for that. No, I don't. I don't. I don't have the energy for two teenagers. What do you, you think? I'm gonna have an energy for a toddler? I, I barely have the energy for three adult children. Right. Uh, Dave Bautista is all about adopting rescue dogs, but he wants everyone else to do it too. You get so much in return when you adopt a pet. I'm not gonna preach for adoption for the rest of my life. That's great, but how yeah. do you pay for it? You know, that's a lot of people. A lot of people are struggling to feed their own families. You can't go to a vet. Without spending at least six hundred bucks, no, you can't. It's like yeah. one of those things. It's standard, standard yeah. spending. And my dog doesn't chip in. No, actually, the 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 vet I go to is pretty reasonable because they actually care about the dog. Where yeah. you go to like the VCA, mm-hmm. I'm sure they care about the dog, but they also really care about lining the pocketbooks. Yeah, they really care about the cash. That's why it costs six hundred bucks to be seen. That's uh, the one time I took uh, I took Wally up there for some shots when he was uh, just a little puppy. Right. And uh, the, I went went to this VCA hospital, mm-hmm. and then it was like I don't know, it was some ridiculous amount of money. I think it was close to six hundred dollars for that first initial visit. And they're like, "Well, you got to come back and get a booster in a month." So I come back and get the booster in a month, and uh, I'm thinking, "What? Do you just send the tech in and they put the booster in and that's it?" No, 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 no. It's another $200 because the dog has to be examined by the doctor. And that's a $200 examination. You know, I've had Very bo- thorough. I've had booster shots before, and the doctor didn't even want to come and see me. He was just like, ah, we'll let the intern take care of it. <laughs> let the nurse yeah. do the dirty work. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is denying she's had any work done to her face. Any changes people have commented on recently uh, have to do with her new makeup guy and the fact that she's just getting older. You ever think about doing some work on her face? I'd like to do some work on her face. Lots of it. Maybe uh, some, I, of them, some of them lip injections. <laughs> some fillers. She could use some fillers. My nickname is the Shot Shop. I own a, I own a store over in Long Meadow. Uh, a sequel to 1984, 1984's This is Spinal Tap was announced last year, and now there's finally been an update. Rob Reiner says filming will begin at the end of February. It was initially supposed to come out in March for the original's 40th anniversary, but that's not going to happen. Reiner did reveal some surprise guests, though. Paul McCartney, Elton John, and Garth Brooks. Wow. Yeah, if I don't get to see Paul McCartney or Elton John, it's Garth Brooks is the total worth of, of going to that. Well, since he's like the Where's Waldo of uh, country music, where the hell's that guy been? Are we going to get it like a, a Garth Australian rock persona, Chris uh, Gaines? I sure hope so. He also confirmed that everyone's back, which includes himself as a filmmaker, Marty DeBerge and Christopher Guest, Michael McKeon, and Harry Shearer as Spinal Tap members, Nigel Tufnell, David St. Hubbins, and Derek Smalls. And drumming? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Stumpy Joe, as you know. Uh, was a victim of spontaneous human combustion. Well, I don't know what happened to him then. He's not going to be around. He just combusted. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, the most hated TV characters of all time. We don't want to know. There won't be any late shows this week because Stephen Colbert suffered a ruptured appendix over Thanksgiving. 
He issued a statement saying, sorry that it, to say that I have to cancel our shows this week. I'm sure you're thinking turkey overdose, Steve. Gravy boat capsize. He's recovering from surgery for a ruptured appendix. That must have been extremely painful. Yes. Because uh, I had my appendix taken out. Me when too. I was like 21, 22. Mm-hmm. And that was painful leading up to the before it burst. I can't imagine what it was like after it burst. I had mine in fourth grade. Did you? And it was ugly. Uh, Kim Kardashian's newest addition to her Skims clothing line, a push-up bra with built-in fake nipples, sold out shortly after becoming available for purchase online. Really? Yeah. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time some nipples made me a lot of money was when Ray J wrangled the sweater cows while bouncing the skin bag off the panty wookie in that sex tape you can purchase <laughs> off you for for thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Caitlin? It's actually Han Solo. Chewie, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> well, I never got that done in Derby with your mother, Chris Chewie, but, uh, or Kim. <laughs> but uh, we once enjoyed a Sunday of playing games and listening to music. First, we played the mystery game, Guess What's in Your Mouth? <laughs> After I won that one, we moved on to Stick It in the Can. What are you trying to say? Well, finally, we played uh, everyone's favorite Red Rover, Red Rover, I'm arriving all over. <laughs> I couldn't say the real title to it. You said enough. Well, at the end of the day, we relaxed by listening to some music and making sweet, sweet music of our own to the greatest hits of Mr. Spurt Baccarat. <laughs> You ever see that one? You ever uh, hear that yes. one? Yeah, I knew he I knew like the way that. to San Jose. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the San Jose chili dog is what you're saying. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Ah! Medicare beneficiaries. Sit here and lament that the wheels are starting to fall off this thing, but I'm not going to do that because, believe it or not, it is hardly the biggest story in hockey today because as horrible as the Bruins' losing streak appears to be, the big story happened last night in Ottawa. You see, last night, the Ottawa Senators hosted the Florida Panthers and lost to a 5-0 shutout. That, by itself, is no big deal. Plenty of teams will be beating the Senators this season. What you can't do is beat the atmosphere of a good old-fashioned hockey, which the greatest form of defense is the one that involves ramping up the violence that we all love so much. Last night, towards the end of the third period, uh, Matthew Kachuk of the Panthers put a hit on Ottawa's Travis Hammonick. Uh, next thing you know, every player on the ice is getting involved, including Brady Kachuk of the Senators, who began swinging at everything that moved. By the end of it, all 10 players on the ice were given a 10-minute misconduct penalty by referee Garrett Rank. Everybody, if you were wearing skates, you were sitting out, whether you were throwing punches or receiving them. That left both sides a little short-handed after firing up more than 167 penalty minutes, 151 of them coming in the third period alone. Suddenly, I stopped thinking about the Bruins being on a three-game losing streak. Instead, I found myself thinking, why couldn't have this been us instead? Listen, the Bruins are a great team, but I like my hockey to be a little bit more violent and unyielding. Last night, the Bruins, uh, well, right now, I should say, the Bruins are 14th in total penalty minutes this season with only 216. Ottawa, Florida, fourth and fifth place, respectively, with more than 260 penalty minutes apiece, which is still far behind Anaheim, which leads the league at 292. Honestly, that's how I like my hockey. Winning is great and everything, but watching a couple guys punch each other in the mouth, that's what real hockey is all about.
But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You're not neglecting your chainsaw, are you? Because if you are, you need to see Elliot at the Island Pond Rockies. Elliot is a steel train technician. Take care of your steel chainsaw, your steel blower, and go see Elliot. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 613 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be, and I will tell you that in uh, in just one second. I think it's a mix of sun and clouds, as I thought so before. Yes, I'm right. Mix of sun and clouds with a high of 36 tomorrow. It's more of the same with a high of 37. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. So, uh, first of all, let me tell you what's coming up uh, today. Uh, yeah. We got uh, our Trevor Rabin interview that was supposed to run last week during the Mayflower Marathon. We yeah. just never got around to it. Uh, we'll play that for you today because it's actually a really cool interview. He's got a brand new record out, which is awesome. Awesome. Uh, we've got Rolling Stones tickets to give away. Again? Again. In wow. fact, we'll be giving away all this week. Uh, we have some other things to give away. I'll tell you about, more about that. Yeah. But uh, the big news? Yeah. Yesterday, we received the official uh, the official amount raised at the Mayflower Marathon last week. This is after everything is all said and done. This is the last penny count. This is uh, this is this is the end of it. This is the last thing we got. Yesterday, I told you we had raised like uh, what did I say yesterday? Two hundred twenty-four thousand. Yeah. Well, after uh, the Springfield Thunderbirds uh, amount from the the Wednesday night game was all counted up, that includes the sale of the T-shirts, uh, the fifty-fifty raffle, the chuck a puck. Uh, everything else that they had done and all the food that was raised at the uh, the Thunderbirds games throughout the month of November. Yeah. The uh, the new total, Steve, is $234,733. Whoa! Now, I uh, I didn't do the math here, so let me just grab a calculator. Oh, for God's sake. Well, I just want to I just I just want to just want to say, you know, uh, what do we last year was what? 179? Yeah. All right, so we uh, obliterated the the record by fifty five thousand seven hundred and thirty three dollars from last year. Well, I mean, it's not that great. What are you talking about? There were some years that was our total. The difference what between you, one year to the next. What are you talking about? I mean, eh, fifty five extra grand from last year. Pfft, come on, Steve. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but there are some people that don't make fifty five thousand dollars in a year. Yes, and I'm one of them. Uh, I donated my entire salary to the Open Pantry. Uh, see, well, there uh, you go. If you're doing it by the hours, um, but that's just amazing. Yeah, I, I, it, it's it's hard to even wrap your head around that much money and uh, and food. It is, and I'm obviously joking. Uh, ch- joking or choking? Both. Uh, both. No, I'm ob- I'm obviously joking. I think that uh, that is fantastic, and I think uh, again, you know. It's pretty cool to see people come out and and donate and help us reach that goal to help everybody else. You, you know, know what? Uh, there were some pictures that were uh, posted late last week of what the open pantry looked like before yeah. the Mayflower Marathon and what it looked like after everything was put on the shelves and, right. and moved into their warehouse space. And it's unbelievable. There was like literally nothing. They had nothing. Yeah, and on, now. on Monday, and then by the end of the week, it is jammed. Yeah, it's like, like it's like so it's like you coming home from Costco that one trip a month that you take to Costco. And yeah, you, and like your your pantry is stocked now for at least three weeks. 
And then you got to go back out there and do it again. It looked a little bit like an episode of Hoarders, only far more orderly. Yeah. Like everything everything was kind of uh, set up in a very uh, functional way. Well, I mean, uh, this is great news. It's a great news uh, for the open pantry. As a matter of fact, the uh, you know, uh, kudos to the Thunderbirds because we, you know, there was a certain amount that was raised, but then they kicked in the rest to make it an even ten thousand yeah. uh, dollars to 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 have that final push here. So we appreciate them. We appreciate everybody in the community who comes out and does this. For We've us. we found ourselves some some very good partners in all of this. Mm-hmm. The, the MGM for sure. The Thunderbirds as well. I mean, I could go on forever about all the, the great partnerships and sponsors and, you know, all the great, uh, you know, community, uh, you know, events that uh, that have added up to this kind of total. It's it's really just a, a amazing. And to think that it gets better every year, uh, it's pretty exciting. So if we can if we can find a way to beat this year's number next year, oh, man, that would be that would be sensational. Yeah. Um... I'd like to see a cool quarter of a million dollars next year that would be that would be nice well, 250,000 extra 20 grand on top of what we did this year just I'm takes sure. it just takes one guy to drain his bank accounts and yeah. we're there and, and and you know what we we actually have increased our presence with this uh, event it's not just the two and a half days that we do this it's you know a comedy show to kick it all off yeah it's uh, celebrity bartending nights it's you know, donations from businesses like the uh, the folks uh, down Ke- at... Keller Williams, for example. Yeah. Right, Keller yeah. Williams, but I'm talking like, you know, even the businesses, you know, they're building that Panera Bread downtown uh, Springfield right next to the Pride Station. They they gave us uh, money as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's everybody kicking in and everybody wants to make this, uh, you know, a good city. We also had uh, 16 schools uh, participate in the school challenge. Mm-hmm. 16. I don't think we've ever had more than a dozen. Who was the winner? Uh, I don't know if we've officially even announced that. Oh. Well, that would be helpful to To be honest. It was a real neck-and-neck dog fight between Longmeadow and Ludlow. Oh. And I'm not sure that I'm prepared to say who won at this point. I'm surprised now one of them Longmeadow parents is like, how much they got? I'll I'll put it right over the edge. That's a little too late now, isn't well, well, it? Where, you, where were you when we needed you? Well, you can buy anything. You want to buy that trophy? I got a price. Where, okay, do, you, so, where yeah. do you folks see this trophy? It's yeah. like it is, uh, it is the Lombardi trophy of food insecurity. It's listen, unbelievable. Listen, if you give us 20 grand right now, we'll count it as part of the Mayflower Marathon, <laughs> and uh, we'll put you over the edge and get the trophy. It's amazing how easily the two of us can be bought. I can be bought very easily. <laughs> Doesn't take much. Yeah, but again, uh, thanks to everybody. I know we've done this two days in a row, but you know we didn't really get the official amount until late yesterday afternoon. Yeah, but but it's worth talking about two days in a row, for sure. Well, it eats up a lot of our time, which is perfectly fine. But more importantly, it kind of uh, you know puts the cap on this great event two hundred thirty four thousand dollars. I mean, I, I I never in a million years would have thought we would have raised that much. I can't believe when we first started doing this back in the nineties. I can't believe uh, idiots like us have have accomplished something like that. Most of the time, idiots like us accomplish nothing. You know, think about it. how many times have we said we're going to get on OnlyFans and start selling our content, and then uh, that's fallen by the wayside. How many times? It's. It's not too late, yeah. Steve. It's never too late to get our OnlyFans going. I know it's never too late. I'm just saying it's the, the procrastination. 
We don't. We procrastinate a lot. We don't get things done. But yeah. for this particular thing, we get a lot done. <laughs> most of our best laid plans are tomorrow's problems. Yes, most of our best, most of our successes come from hanging out in an RV for a good part of three days. And is that wrong? No, it's not at us, all. It's got us to where we're at right now, That's Steve. That's right. Two hundred thirty-four thousand dollars. That's pretty damn good, man. It's six twenty-one with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Men, it's the holidays—a time of Springfield's classic rock. It's six twenty-seven, and the Foo Fighters with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. Uh, Dan Brown can give you the forecast because he's really good at it. And uh, do you want to laugh now, or you want uh, to something to say? No, I got nothing to say. I got nothing to say until at least ten o'clock this morning. All right, that's uh, that works for me. Let's do it. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you on Rock One Hundred Two. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. So this little boy goes up to his father. He says, Daddy, I fell in love and I want to date this awesome girl. And okay. the father says, well, that's great, son. Who is she? And the kid goes, it's Sandra, the neighbor's daughter. And the father goes, well, man, I wish you hadn't have said that. I have to tell you something, son, but you got to promise not to tell your mother. Sandra is actually your sister. Okay. Wow. Okay. And the boys are like really bummed out. But a couple of months later, he goes, Hey, Daddy, I fell in love again. She's even hotter. And the father said, uh, That's great, son. Who is she? And he goes, uh, It's Angela, the other neighbor's daughter. <laughs> the father goes, Well, I wish you hadn't have said that, kid, because uh, Angela, she's also your sister. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. This went on a few more times, and the fun was finally, uh, son was finally so mad. He goes straight to the mother crying. The mother. Mom, I'm so mad at Dad. I fell in love with six girls, and I can't date any of them because Dad's their father. And the mother hugs him affectionately and says, It's okay. You can date whoever you want, honey. He isn't your father. Yeah, you see? Yeah, you see? He was banging all the uh, neighborhood chicks. She was was taking her own love. Yeah. Bax and Nagel and 632 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A man was shot dead inside of an apartment building in Springfield early Monday morning. The shooting happened at an apartment building on the 100 block of Fort Pleasant Avenue, which is just off Sumner Avenue at the edge of Forest Park section of the city. Uh, Springfield officers found an unidentified man shot dead at the apartment building at 4.40 a.m. The Springfield Homicide Unit and the Hamden District Attorney's Murder Unit are investigating the shooting and ask that anyone with information call the Springfield Detective Bureau or you can anonymously text a tip. Uh, Let's see. Uh, oh, did you see the big uh, state police helicopter hanging out in Agawam yesterday? I uh, I did not. The I Ag- was not anywhere near Agawam. The Agawam police are alerting residents that the Mass State Police might uh, be seen inside and around Robinson State Park for training purposes Tuesday night. So this already happened. Oh, okay. I'm just letting you know. 7 to 9.30 last night, the Mass State Police conducted night training at Robinson State Park. Residents... Uh, Probably saw an air wing helicopter flying low at times with the uh, possible use of its spotlight. We uh, we were talking to a guy last week about the state police helicopters flying around and uh, how he had to uh, write in his backyard that he had a big giant number 11 and an arrow pointing at the plants that he was growing in his backyard just right. to let state police know that there's only 11 there and you don't need to raid this place. <laughs> 
That's yeah. what home cultivation is all about. Well, you got to protect your assets. No kidding. You know, uh, there's always some rogue rookie cop out there who just got his air wings out there waiting to bust that guy with 13 plants in his backyard. But even a, an overpriced uh, state looking to get extra overtime knows that 12 is the maximum you can have, not 11. But I understand the, you know, the need to, to, to be just underneath the law. Well, it could be the paranoia setting in. Well, from that one plant that you used to have 12, you smoke the entire thing and now you're freaking out and it makes you write an 11 on your backyard <laughs> going, no, don't come here. <laughs> Go somewhere else. Yeah, Pick on someone your own size. Uh, Donovan's Irish Pub, uh, which was established in 2000 at the former Eastfield Mall in Springfield, has opened its new location in Holyoke. According to a social media post by the restaurant, Donovan's Irish Pub officially opened its doors at 80 Jarvis Road in Holyoke at the former Slauncha restaurant in the year 2000. Mike and Diane uh, D- Mike and Diane Donovan established the pub at the Eastfield Mall, and in 2015, Justine Kane and Frank Gogarty took over the uh, operation. Donovan's opened on Wednesday, November 22nd to the public with live entertainment by the Healy's and Barney McElhoon. The, uh, they're open Mondays through Thursdays, 11 to 10, and Fridays and Saturdays, 11 to midnight. Well, so good for them. Hey. I'm, I, I'm, I'm glad they found a space. I'm glad. I, I think Holyoke is probably a better place for an Irish pub, and uh, good for them. I'm glad they, uh, they decided to, uh, to stay alive. I really want to know what's going on with that Greek place that uh, ended its lease the other day. Oh, at the Holyoke Mall? After 50 years of being there. Yeah, I don't um, know. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to cough up what what the real deal was. Did they raise the rent, or were they not paying rent? Like, there's got to be some kind of. There's got to be a, a little bit more to the story. I agree with you, because you know who just loses their who gets evicted from the food court after four, fifty years. Yes, you got you got to work extra hard to do that. It has to have been the longest running restaurant there, right? You know, I, I almost never go down that far into the bowels of the Holyoke yeah. Mall to get to the food court. I Usually like when I go to the Holyoke Mall, I go in, I get out. That's all I want to do. In and out. Don't want to spend all day in the mall. I'm beyond that. Those, I'm not a 13-year-old boy anymore. Those gyros are pretty good. I don't want I don't care where you call them euros or what. Euros, yeah. Oh, you I know love what? That stuff. I don't think the Greek people care unless you're buying them. They don't care whether you call them gyros or euros or gyros or whatever you want to call them. I know that uh, that Mykonos is open up uh, opening up downtown. Yeah. Uh, you know, after leaving the Eastfield Mall, which it continues to be demolished. Unbelievable to see it. It is weird, isn't it's it? It's so it's, weird. Uh, yeah, I, I should have went and got one more gyro from that place. From uh, the, the from the Holyoke Holy Mall before yeah. they closed. Yeah, no. yeah. Last week we had that uh, Bebo's Kitchen show up with oh. some. Uh, they donated to some imp- panda meat. We had panda and pandas. No empanada, Steve. No, it's panda. No, it's, it's empanadas. No, it's uh, there's no panda meat in the empanadas. Are you sure about that? I am hundred percent. I thought that's what it was called, empandas. Yeah, I reached out to that guy. Yeah, and I said, dude, uh, listen, that was outstanding, and uh, you know, let us know, you know, if you're opening up a, an actual restaurant. Because I think right now he's just doing catering. Yeah, he's a caterer, right? And. He uh he heard us talking about him. Yeah. Uh on the on the air last week. Yeah. And he took a video of uh, of him in the car. 
with us talking about it. Oh yeah, it's like that. You know what? The guy, I, I'm happy for the guy, man. That guy, that guy's food is unbelievable. That was the best panda steak I've it's, ever had, Steve. It's not panda. It's empanada. Yeah. Okay. You know what? You say that all the time. Just because you went to Marquette doesn't mean that you know how to pronounce things. Steve, the fact I went to Marquette for six and a half years to get a bachelor's degree means really very little. You can't even do basic math or tell what the right time is. And I didn't you're telling it. me that that's it's it's spelled empanada. It's empanda and it's panda meat and no, it's delicious. It's not it's not panda meat. It's not empanda. It's empanada. And it is. I agree with the only thing in that sentence that was correct was that it was delicious. Well, why did I have a, a, a bamboo? aftertaste then <laughs> there was no aftertaste but love uh, hey listen uh, there's many different ways people make money some uh, kill pandas in order to chop them up and put them in fried little delicious dough pouches. all right but bebo's not doing that bebo is is cooking stuff with fresh ingredients uh only the finest ingredients and some of the most delicately deep fried dishes I've ever had in my life. All right, maybe he's just saying it's panda meat. Like my mother used to tell me that kielbasa was kangaroo. We're having kangaroo tail for dinner tonight. That's what uh, she used to say. And I grow up and you realize, ah, she was just joking. She wasn't really. That wasn't really kangaroo that we had. It was Hillshire Farms. What did that monster do to you, Stephen? I have no idea. Kangaroo tail, a kielbasa. Panda meat inside of a doughy uh, fried good, delicious goodness. Oh my gosh! I don't know. Oh my goodness! Hundreds of runners from all over New England laced up their running shoes for the popular Bright Nights 5K road race. Runners took their mark under the Seussland Arch in Forest Park and made their way to the giant poinsettia candles near Picnelli Field, all while getting a close glimpse of the Bright Nights lighting displays. Thousands of runners have crossed the finish line since the race first stepped off in 2006. Stacy Dutch from New Hampshire says it's becoming their annual holiday tradition. Tradition. It really just—it's uh, just a magical thing, and to run to it with people you care about is even better. And everybody's dressed up, and everyone's smiling when you go run. And you go by laughing. <laughs> this year, the highly anticipated race sold out in less than 20 hours with 500 registered runners. They—they they never. I've tried getting a registration for this thing in the past. Mm-hmm. You can't unless you're like at midnight when they open up the registration. Oh, yeah. That's like the only time you can you can get that. So you get to like run in the dark with all the lights. Yeah, pretty much. That sounds kind of fun. I mean, not to run. I mean, I would you know be happy to walk through it, but uh, or ride a bicycle or like a golf cart. Yeah, I I drove the Bright Nights five k. <laughs> I beat everybody. I know. Uh, Shannon Arkenbalt felt her privacy shattered when she discovered a hidden spy camera inside her Springfield apartment last month. Now the man she and police suspect put them there will face charges. 31-year-old Arkenbalt pulled down a fake fire alarm on the ceiling outside of her bedroom in October and found that a tiny camera lens was pointed towards her dresser where she gets changed. I had a panic attack, she said. I almost lost my freaking mind and i freaked out uh archambault says she only found out about the hidden camera because a friend of her ex-boyfriend warned her about the hidden camera after the ex-boyfriend showed him a live stream this is creepy this whole story is just freaking me out reading it Mm -hmm. she said she's installed an adt security system since she discovered the hidden camera she uh, said i'm terrified he's going to have done something to my apartment uh, the Springfield Police uh, Department issued an arrest warrant for the ex-boyfriend last week. 
38-year-old Christopher Anderson of Wales was issued an arrest warrant based on eight felony charges of photographing sexual or intimate parts without consent. He's currently being held at the Hamden County Jail due to previous unrelated charges. Detectives in the Springfield Police Special Victims Unit under the direction of Captain Trent Duda applied for and were granted a warrant for Anderson's arrest last week, according to Ryan Walsh. Anderson is being held on $10,000 bail, which has been revoked pending his arraignment, uh, according to Robert Rizzuto from the uh, Hamden County Sheriff's Office. An arraignment date for Anderson is not yet set. Uh, Police recovered the fake fire alarm and a 32-gigabyte memory card with hundreds of videos from Archambault's apartment. Wow. The videos span between May 20th and June 15th, but a majority were captured between May 20th and May 24th, uh, according to Springfield Detective Michael Vona, who authored the probable cause report, police were granted a search warrant to review the video footage, uh, which showed that Archambault was recorded changing clothes and being exposed nude or partially nude several times. That's creepy. It is creepy. And you know what? There's so many things now that are so innocuous looking that you wouldn't be able to tell whether they have cameras in them unless you really knew what you were looking for. No, I mean, I mean you've all, we've all seen them, those little... Uh they look like little like lipstick containers. They're yeah. like wicked small. Well, you, you don't need a whole you don't need a whole lot of space to put one of those cameras in. That was something, you know, the story goes on to say she when she was with the boyfriend when they were together, she found this phone charger. Yeah. And the phone charger had a little camera in it. <laughs> right? So he and he blew it off like, "Oh no, it's no big deal. It's just a Everybody doesn't everybody have a camera on their phone charger? No, and a lot of us don't have cameras in uh, other people's apartments taking uh, you know, nude uh, snapshots. Yeah, see, technology is great until the wrong people get a hold of it, and then you got people who are stalking their exes and all this other stuff by you know violating your privacy, and then. Putting it online, you have a live stream going. What yeah. kind of person are you that drives you to the point where you're like, oh, she doesn't want to be with me anymore, but I'm going to let everybody see her naked on the internet? You know, uh, there's a very good chance she's not going to want to get back together with you after something like that. You know what? I feel bad for this lady because it's probably going to be a long time before she even wants to be with anybody else because how can you trust somebody? You can't. That? And you, you can't get rid of that stuff either. You Once it's, it's out. It's online. It spreads, man. That's some, it. Uh, some, uh, some jerk probably uh, halfway across the world probably already downloaded it and is doing God knows what to it. You know what I mean? You don't even You don't even need to explain it. I don't need to explain it. I've got it. I've got it all on my head, and I don't want to even know about it. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be, well, now it's calling for snow showers this morning. With what? High, yeah, yeah. Come Just on. light snow showers, light snow showers, and a high of 36 for the day. Tomorrow, partly cloudy and a high of 37. It is 33 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 651 in ZZ Top with Bax and Nagel. On Rock 102. Uh, going to see some uh, flurries this morning, but uh, that's all going to melt off by the afternoon. And a high of 36 tomorrow, partly cloudy with a high of 37. It is uh, 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is giving you a chance to go to a Springfield Thunderbirds game with Pat Kelly. Uh, second place is two games with Pat Kelly. Uh, enter at rock102.com by the end of the day on December 10th for your chance to win. Five winners and their guests will join Pat Wednesday, December 13th. 
to watch your Springfield Thunderbirds take on the Rochester Americans. It's your chance to go to a Thunderbirds game with Pat, the former uh, PA announcer of, of your Thunderbirds and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. This is our prizes now? Have we uh, have we done a night with Pat and then two nights with Pat? We've we've done we've done much worse. Have we? Yeah, no, we have. When? Give me a time when we've done that. Uh didn't we do a contest where you got to meet uh, Subway's Jared Fogle? You know, tuna sub spell backward is bus a nut. So, uh, yeah, I can see uh, how that that went awry. <laughs> well, I don't believe I don't believe that one went very very well. Seems to me if you put both side by side, a hockey game with Pat is a whole lot better. Yeah. Uh, well, that'll be fun. That'll be a fun little uh, little trip. With Tell Pat. you what, I've now been to two Thunderbird games in the last uh, three or four weeks, and mm-hmm. I've had fun both times. Well, they really do a great job down there. They do, and, man. And they do they they uh, they do a lot with the kids, which is cool because that's just you're just raising fans for the next generation of uh, mm-hmm. hockey players, and that's a good family night out. I don't think uh, I think everybody was talking about the way it used to be with the uh, the Indians. Was it Marty uh, telling us about that? Yeah, like the only thing that they had was like the dad like son thing was the Jim Dandy coupon for the chicken. Yeah, and a roll. And a roll. Yeah, right? but they don't they don't really have that kind of well, uh, rocky horror, you know, talking to the screen type of thing anymore. Well, there's yeah, there's no uh there's no more uh Jim Dandies anymore. You so can still get a roll that. though. Well, you can get a roll, but it's not like they're partnering with Kennedy Fried Chicken across the street for a delicious <laughs> meal before the game. Or or Crown Chicken. That's another good well, one. Well, that's the one I was talking about. Oh, Crown, Crown yeah. Crown that's a, right that's across tasty. the street. Very Actually, tasty. I ate there once. It's not bad. Yeah, of course not. It's just, it's a weird, like, setup in there. Well, I mean, there have been some moments when it has not been all about the chicken, and that's not good for business. That's not good for anybody. You know what I didn't tell you? The uh, the night that you and I were out there collecting food yeah. at the Thunderbirds game, Jenny and I went to to go see the game. Yeah, and uh, dude, we got on the jumbotron. You know, like when they when they like the uh, they they you know they they show people in the crowd. Yeah, uh, you were on the jumbotron. I was on the jumbotron. It was the kiss cam. Were you kissing? No, we weren't. No. We weren't kissing. I mean, uh, did you? Know, you? Probably should have. Probably sh- could have. You guys should have just start sword fighting right there. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Set, set an example for all the families. Playing there. a little tongue hockey with each yeah, other's uvulas. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're yeah. talking. Uh, no, we didn't do that. Uh, we uh, we actually uh, classed it up. You should have. That yeah, would have been. That was, uh, that was not a kiss cam, though. It was not. The, you know, you don't. You, when it, when it's, it's a kiss cam and it tells you the instructions. Yeah. Well then, then you're supposed to smooch, but we didn't. We didn't do any of that. You didn't do the whole uh, like shaking your hand like a shake weight kind of thing, or stick your tongue inside your cheek uh, no, to make no. it look like something else. No, I, I mean, again, now that you're bringing it up, I feel like I've uh, missed out on a whole bunch of great opportunities. I think I told you that I did that when I was a kid, when I was about 13 years old. Yeah, I went to the uh, the New York State Fair. Well, I was in Syracuse, <laughs> and. Uh, Wayne Mahar was the meteorologist up there. He still is. I think he's still working. He's like he's like a like a Dave Madsen kind of kind of deal. Any relation to uh, Don Mahar? No. I, well, I don't know. Maybe. Could be. Because you know they have the last uh, name, by the way. Yeah. Well, they they share the last name. By the way. Uh, by the way. 
Uh, but anyway, so there's this guy, Wayne Mahar. We keep forgetting that one. I know we do. We do keep, by the way. Uh, but anyway, th- so this guy was doing a live weather report at the New York State Fair, right? Yeah. So I'm standing behind him, and I'm doing all of the things that, you know, you would do. You're putting, holding your fingers out and you know, oh, yeah. doing the tongue yeah. thing and then oh, yeah. doing the whole, uh, you know, the shake weight uh, motion. Do that like the, the tongue yeah. in the side of the cheek thing? Tongue in the side of the cheek yeah, thing. Yeah. And then doing the, 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 the like, scratching your forehead or, with your finger. Or uh, pushing your glasses yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah right, yeah. That kind of thing. And, oh, man, all the kids at school thought that was a hoot because we were going back to school the next week. It was, you know. Uh, uh, we had a party. It was like a, it was some kid had a, one of those eighth grade parties. Yeah, yeah. And uh, everyone's like, oh, man, that was awesome. That was so funny, blah, blah, blah. So then we go to church that next morning. Yes. Uh, that following Sunday. And uh, the Eucharistic minister, he wasn't the <laughs> priest, but he was the, you know, he was the guy handing out the Eucharist, right? Sure. And, uh, you know, he does his very nice guy. And he, he does this whole thing. You know, the body of Christ, and you say amen. <laughs> and then he gets to me, and right before he gives it to me, he goes, I saw you on TV Sunday. And he hands me this thing, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I hope my dad doesn't find out about this. And I thought he was going to, like, blow me in, like, turn yeah. me in. He comes driving up in the parking lot next to my dad and I after the service and goes, this guy got more airtime than Wayne Mahar. <laughs> And it was like, oh, like a sigh of relief that my dad did. And I'm surprised nobody even said to my dad, was that your kid on TV doing that whole thing with his hand and his finger? And the other thing that he was doing on there? I escaped. I you did. escaped punishment. You did. Yeah. Now, if this had been local and the, and the Eucharistic minister gave you the body of Christ, he would have said body of Christ. Yeah. And a roll. And a roll. That's what he would have done. Yeah. Or he would have said, I got a buddy. (laughs) (laughs) It's 658 at Rock 102. Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor power headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's something we haven't talked about. Did you realize that the Yukon Huskies are currently the number fourth ranked team in the country? I swear to God it's true. And did you realize the Huskies crushed the totally unranked New Hampshire Wildcats by a slim 20-point margins, 84 to 64 last night? Every bit of that is true as well. The Yukon Huskies have destroyed every team they faced this season. The closest they've won was uh, more than a week ago when they beat the 15th ranked Texas Longhorns by 10 points. 81-71. Woo, that was close. And their biggest blowout happened on November 11th when they pounded Stonehill 107-67. Last night's blowout against New Hampshire represented the Huskies' 24th consecutive non-conference win by double digits, which as they point, which I should point out, sets a new NCAA record, which had been previously held by the South Carolina Gamecocks in the 2008-2009 season. That's some pretty impressive business, plowing all those teams into submission. And while it's hard not to wonder how long a streak like that might continue, one might consider that this Friday the Huskies will be facing the fifth-ranked Kansas Jayhawks in Kansas. You might also ask, well, with the UConn Huskies having an undefeated season and after pounding the last 24 non-conference opponents in double-digit figures, why are they only ranked number four in the country? Shouldn't that put them in the top three? Well, about that. Right now, the top three teams in the country are Purdue, Arizona, and the Marquette University Golden Eagles. 
And of those three teams, the Huskies will only have to face Marquette twice. Granted, those Big East Conference games aren't scheduled till February 17th and March 6th, but I thought I'd give you all plenty of warning that prior to both those divisional matchups, there's a chance that they may become thoroughly insufferable, perhaps even obnoxious, as my heavily swayed devotion to Marquette might seem slightly over the top. Sure, beating lowly New Hampshire by 20 points, apparently some sort of big deal, but face the number three team in the country twice in two and a half weeks? That's not going to be pretty. And listening to a barely contributing alumni talking about on the radio for two and a half weeks? That'll be incredibly fun. But hey, an FMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The essential fall cleanup tools? You want to go to Rocky's, get a rake, pruners, a blower, whatever you need. Maybe even a chainsaw. Maybe new gloves, too. Fall cleanup happens faster and easier with the right gear. Get it today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7-11, and yes, with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, flurries this morning and then uh, partly sunny this afternoon with a high of 36. Tomorrow, partly sunny with a high of 37. It's 33 right now in downtown Springfield. Before you go any further, can I just mention that it's white-tailed deer season and the Hawkman is worried about getting shot in his wheelchair if you don't look for people dressed in orange. All right, dude, listen, there aren't going to be that many deer out in the woods that are in a wheelchair, and so you, I think you're safe. And you know how I know it's white-tailed deer season? Because he's been badgering you for two, three days? Well, that and the uh, the hill towns sound like downtown Holyoke for two weeks out of the year. <laughs> Yesterday, I'm, I'm outside in here. Pa-pow, pa-pow, yeah. pa-pow. But, but with less fire trucks. Less fire trucks. There's nobody really responding to anything. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. The only response is the deer hanging in front of the store at the check-in station <laughs> down the street. Hey, uh, we told you last hour that uh, we have an official total for the Mayflower Marathon, $234,000 for the open pantry, which is absolutely awesome. But, uh, you know, some of the things that we did at the uh, at the Mayflower Marathon that we just simply didn't get to because things got so busy were some uh, rec- uh, interviews that we had uh, prepared uh, for the Mayflower Marathon, mm-hmm. uh, including this one. This is probably the best one that uh, that we had ready to go, uh, you know, in case there was a lull. And uh, Trevor Rabin from, from Yes, which we just played Yes, has got a brand new album out called Rio. It's his first solo album in about 11 years. But since then, he has been doing uh, film scores for dozens and dozens and dozens of really great films. Yeah, pretty interesting stuff. TV scores, uh, you know, just so much. And he's still an amazing guitar player. And uh, this is Trevor Rabin on uh, Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Hey, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Yes. How are you? You can see me? Absolutely clear. Excellent. Good to see you. How's it going? Very good. Congratulations on your, your new record. I was, uh, I was listening to it. You know, it's hard for me to imagine that a guy who hasn't done a solo record in either 12 to 34 years can play like that. It's like you haven't skipped a beat. The guitar playing and that alone is ridiculous. Well, thanks a lot. I mean, luckily, um, you know, I hadn't, I've been playing throughout, you know, doing film scoring, but, and obviously besides playing on the scores, I've been, you know, just practicing and just keeping my hand in. But, uh, I did a tour a couple of years ago and, and, uh, after 200 shows, it kept me in pretty good shape. And so the vocal muscle and the hand muscles were okay at the time I started. This is the, the tour you did with John Anderson and uh, Rick Wakeman, right? Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, 
as I'm listening to it, I'm listening to uh, you know a bunch, you know, big mistake and push and Fandy. It's like Jesus, how that doesn't sound like a guy who has been scoring films. That guy sounds like is like his hands are on fire. That's that's what it sounds like to me. Well, you know, <clears throat> I've been playing for a couple of years, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I you know playing guitar is like oxygen for me. You, you know, I get suffocated if I don't play. So. I keep it up pretty, you know, when I'm watching a basketball game, which I, I do quite often, I uh, I just sit and play the strap, which I don't plug in because my wife would probably kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so I just sit there, you know, blah, 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 and uh, keeps the hand in. Well, well, keep practicing. Maybe one day you'll 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 make something of it. <laughs> I'm work. I'm working at it. I'm working yeah. at it. <laughs> All right, but, but if, if if say like uh, say like Michael Jordan sat didn't play uh, basketball for thirty four years and then suddenly decided to play, I think Steve and I could beat him. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, right. If you if you sat around and didn't do anything, I mean, not like you didn't do anything. You've scored like a bunch of films, but it's just it's just amazing to me that like nothing was, you know, nothing has sloughed off at all. You know, it's a funny thing. Uh, when uh, my dear friend Chris Squire was still alive and I was in the middle of doing scores, <clears throat> he had invited me a couple of times to, um, you should come back to the band and, and you know, it, it, nothing came of it. We went for dinner and I, 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 was, I was literally contracted. I, I, I couldn't have done it even if I wanted to. And it wasn't something I wanted to do, but he was so funny. He said to me, when are you going to stop with this desk job? because <laughs> uh, he thought I wasn't keeping my hands in and I said no I'm doing that fine but your reference to Michael Jordan um, is actually a good one I can still play okay but uh, climbing the stairs is quite hard because I'm not on stage <laughs> energizing either so the well, who, who's got the uh, the bigger vinyl collection you or Michael Jordan um, probably Michael Jordan really yeah, I you know when I left South Africa, I had tons of records, and they still there. I don't know who has them. Uh, maybe they went to some kind of charity. Uh, I had some great records. I've still got a reasonable, um, a reasonable collection. It, it's mostly classical and jazz, and some rock stuff, but um, it's 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 not massive anymore. I would. I, I, from what I've, I've read, though, you, you know, releasing things on vinyl is is pretty important to you oh I, I love it you know <clears throat> I used to always go to the cutting plants uh, giving my age away but uh, when the records were cut I used to go down there and have fun because you know helium uh, uh, cools down the, the, the cutting lathe so I used to take a hit of helium and then talk like a <laughs> tunnel though but um, yeah it's so important I mean 9025 for example just uh, um, it was made so much more vibrant on, on vinyl because of the cut, which was done by Bob Ludwig, I think the best guy that's, he's not with us anymore, unfortunately. You've, uh, I mean, you've had a pretty uh, um, amazing career. I remember when you, when you joined Yes back in 82, 83, and there was all this talk about, you know, this is Trevor Rabin from, from, from South Africa. He was playing in a band called Rabbit. They were the Beatles of South Africa, and the, and and the, the 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 rumor had been that you guys were huge over there and just didn't 
quite make it, you know, to like the states or even parts of of Europe. But your your career was very successful even before you, even before you ever met Chris Squire or, or Alan White. Yeah, no, Rabbit was Rabbit was it was amazing. You know, it's a, it was small territory, South Africa, <clears throat> and Zimbabwe at the time, Rhodesia. Um, I mean, we literally couldn't walk the streets. Uh, we'd be mobbed, but in a very small in a very small area. I think the, I think the band sold more posters than records, though, and we were double platinum. But uh, it was weird when I first arrived in London. When I left the band and first arrived in London, I was walking with um, a publisher friend of mine, and we were coming along Heathrow on the walkway, and there were girls coming the other way in school uniforms. So I, I kind of turned away and like, oh God, you know, they're gonna they're gonna try and rip some hair off or something. And the guy looked at me and said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Well, you know." And he said. You're in England. You can't get arrested. And suddenly, <laughs> reality is. <laughs> well, I think the, the, yeah. I think the moment you join, yes, I mean, yeah, I think you know, once you're among that group, it's not like it's a, a bunch of you know teenage girls following you around. It's a it's a bunch of you, no. know, you know geeky prog guys that you know just want to see what kind of guitar you're playing. Right. No, it was interesting. I mean, it's funny because um, you know I'd been signed by David Geffen. He was an amazing guy, but he signed me to a six-month development deal, and I wrote, so I'd already written a bunch of songs, which led to the development deal, and during that six months, I basically wrote a 901 to 5, but then uh, David Geffen, uh, in, his, in his judgment, decided to drop me. He said, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with this guy, and dropped me, so I sent tapes out, and, uh, you know, I, I, a guy, Ron Fair, who was a junior guy at RCA, called me and said, this song, Out of Lonely Hearts, a hit song. And I thought, oh, okay, great. I've got a deal. And uh, <clears throat> I also got a call from Phil Carson at Atlantic, who said, Chris Fry and Alan White are trying to put a band together. And uh, they're looking for a singer, songwriter, guitar player, and... Uh, you should meet Chris, and Chris had heard the tape, and I went and met with him. And we started this band, Cinema, and rehearsed for nine months. Then we did the album. Then we got a um, a, a letter, or well, managed band, Cinema. So either don't use the name, or obviously the idea was give us some cash, right? <laughs> and we just decided, oh, God, it's, it's, it's getting too much, you know, with a name. And then John came in around the same time, and heard the stuff, and we, he sang on a couple of things, and we loved it. And so he sang, and the album was pretty much done, other than a couple of, a few overdubs. And John sang, and and that's when it became Yes. And, and the record company were happy. We said, you know, you should call it Yes. And uh, that's when it became Yes. I thought it was going to be cinema. Yeah, but but in in being Yes, that means you had to learn all these complicated songs <laughs> you know, pretty quickly. Pretty quickly, it's not an easy, you know, library of music to figure out. I mean, you need to be spending a lot of time trying to learn those songs and how intricate they are. Yeah, right. You know, the songs we—I uh, had an accident just before the tour. Someone hit into my uh, into my stomach coming down a slide. A two hundred and fifty pound woman came down a slide, and in a swimming pool, and my spleen was uh, basically seven and a half, and. Uh, 
So I was in hospital for six weeks and they had to reschedule the tour and I hadn't listened to the songs. And I knew, you know, I'd, I'd heard the song, I, I didn't, I hadn't, I wasn't really a deep yes listener, but I'd heard things like Roundabout, seen all the people and uh, the usual. Um, but what I did on the plane, my wife reminded me, uh, on the way from the plane from um, Miami where the accident was to, um, to Lidditz, Pennsylvania, where we were rehearsing, I remember I had some manuscript and I was writing things, I was just writing music down so I could play the songs. So I didn't actually play them on the guitar until I got to the rehearsal. And things like Yours Is No Disgrace, Andrew and I, and all those things. But they're actually not difficult songs, they just sound pretty powerful and intricate, but they're not that hard to play. That sounds like the worst uh, water park uh, vacation <laughs> experience ever. Can you? Uh, I mean, it was a nightmare. We were actually, the funny thing is, we were at the hotel, and my manager, there was no cell phones in those days. My manager called me. Um, I actually, I called him at the airport when he arrived in Miami because he said, Call me the minute you get there, we're getting the chart position. And I called him, and he said, Go and have some champagne. Owner of the Lonely Hearts hit number one. So, we were at the Fountain Blow in Miami, and uh, we were in the pool drinking champagne. And the uh, next thing, I'm under the water. I thought I was playing rugby or something. <laughs> wow! Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> this is a, it sounds incredibly painful. Yeah, this is this is Trevor Rabin on with us, and you know, I, I, I it would be a, a mistake if I didn't ask you about Alan White, who died, uh, you know, last year. Uh, you know, I think one of the most underrated drummers. The guy was so phenomenal, and and. When people think of yes, they think of Bill Bruford, but they 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 miss out on the amazing drummer that Alan White is or was. Tell tell me a little bit about him and and, and what that loss means to to someone like you. Um, well, Alan was one of the nicest guys I, um, in the twelve or twenty odd years I knew Alan. I never ever had an argument with him, not once. <clears throat> uh, and I just we just loved each other. I mean he. I'm mean, the godfather to his son. Mm. That's how close we were. Um, Chris, on the other hand, uh, I had arguments with violent arguments <laughs> all the time, but we absolutely loved each other. We we never didn't hang out. After a show, Chris and I were always, we would always be together. So both those guys are such an amazing loss. And uh, playing guitar solos with... Chris and Alan behind you, it's like having a bulldozer. You're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Good. You're in, you were definitely in good hands back then. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, the name of the new album is, uh, is Rio. It is, uh, it is fantastic. Trevor Raven. It's a real pleasure to talk to you today. We appreciate the time. All right, man. Thanks. Great talking to you Thank guys. You. Keep well. You bet. Trevor Raven with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's 728 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown <clears throat> will give you the forecast. There you go. I'm pretty sure that we'll be giving away some Rolling Stones tickets in the next hour or so, maybe even sooner. you got to be paying attention because they're going to be coming to uh, Gillette Stadium on May 30th in uh, in Foxborough. We want to send you to the show. Uh, listen to us and Pat Kelly in the afternoon all this week for your chance to win tickets. Damn. I know. we got uh, quite a few tickets. Now, this is at Gillette Stadium, right? Yes, it is. Are the tickets in Rehoboth? No. Are you sure? That's still right. still a good 20, 25 minutes away. <laughs> all right, just making sure. You know, I, I well, know these are uh, better seats than that. All right, you will be inside the stadium. Where on the stadium? 
I couldn't tell you. You think they'll do the whole tour and then put it for $20 in a movie theater somewhere? Like a Taylor Swift show? I don't know. Wouldn't that be it? Wouldn't that be terrific? And you'll have to you'll have to uh, you'll have to dress as the eras. So I'll uh, I'll go in all drunk with uh, with a lines of, lines of coke in my hand like I'm Keith Richards from the '80s. <laughs> Someone just messaged me. Uh, you know who's going to play drums? And I said the drummer. Yeah, whoever the drummer yeah, is. Whoever the drummer pick. is, that's the guy. Yeah, I don't. I think it's great that they're still performing, but I have no desire to go see them. Like, that's not, to me, that's not like a bucket list item that I would want to see. Listen, I've seen them, and they were great uh, in between naps. Uh, I well, thought they were terrific. You know, and that's another thing. I, I think it was about, it was back in 2016, I believe, <clears throat> I went to, and you guys interviewed him. It was Peter Wolf from the Jay Giles Band. Yeah. And Peter Wolf's got his own his own band. He he does this whole uh, I don't know. It, it's like folk music and it's like rock and it's like a mix of kind of like everything. He's just doing what he wants and he puts on a pretty damn good show. Sure. The guy at the time he's probably seventy six now. I think he was seventy <laughs> at the time that I saw him. But uh, he he still dances around on stage like he's thirty years old. Yeah. And but the crowd does not. The crowd I noticed was there was a median age group there, and only one person was dancing in the aisle uh, because I think that was the only one that could stand properly and not need a walk. The only one of the crowd that hadn't yeah. had a hip replacement yet. Yeah. So what's it like at a Rolling Stone? I, I bet you, you know, it's not like it used to be where. Uh, I mean, are there are there like old chicks throwing their depends up on the stage at McJagger? I don't think so because I think throwing anything would require surgery on a shoulder yeah, blade. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you, know, know. you know, rip a rotator cuff trying uh, to see if you can get backstage with Mick and Keith. Well, I have this constant armband I'm always wearing. <laughs> That's just to keep my wrist in place. I can't throw much anymore. <laughs> I Maybe mean, I'll just kick it to the stage yeah. and hope that one of the Hell's Angels doesn't kick me in the ass for it. But sure, Mick, let's spend the night together. It's uh, 7.32. News is next on Rock 102. Here's your... 7.34 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's... Oh, and it's brought to you by... you got to have the most important part. Uh, Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thank you, Bax. A gunshot victim was found at an apartment building on Fort Pleasant Avenue early Monday morning. According to uh, spokesman Ryan Walsh, at around 4.40 a.m., officers were called to an apartment on the 100 block of Fort Pleasant Avenue for a report of a gunshot victim. Walsh said a gunshot victim, an adult man, was found dead. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Springfield Police Detective Bureau or you can text the tip to remain anonymous. The investigation is being conducted by the Springfield Police's Homicide Unit along with the Hamden DA's uh, Murder Unit. Uh, Let's see. Five people are without a home after a fire late last night at 53 Devon Street in Springfield's Indian Orchard neighborhood. According to the Springfield Fire Department, one firefighter was injured and was taken to the hospital, but is expected to be okay. Two cats did not survive the fire. The arson and bomb squad is investigating how the fire began. Uh, let's see. Uh, we had some. I uh, had some stuff here. Oh, we're, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to go out to the eastern part of the state because okay. there's nothing really going on around here. A police pursuit and arrest early on Monday 
led Newton police to a massive discovery. 1,000 pieces of stolen mail in the hands of two suspects. Newton police were notified by Wellesley police about a vehicle heading in uh, Newton's direction after the car was identified as being involved with mail theft. By around 4 a.m., Newton police found the suspected car on Route 9 and pulled the vehicle over in the area of Hammond Pond Parkway, because you know where that is. Uh, You're no. from Newton, aren't you? No, I'm nowhere near uh, Newton. So I'm just uh, you know, saying things to make you recognize the local area. Yes. After a short uh, while, the vehicle drove away and sped off towards Brookline. It was not until the same Newton police officer who pulled the car over was notified that the car had crashed on Newton Street in Brookline. Two men fled the car, leading police on a short foot chase. Both men were arrested, but when police turned to the car, they found 1,000 pieces of stolen mail. Wow. Two men, Yasser Teixeira Mendonca of New York and Desheen Karen Perry of Massachusetts were charged with receiving stolen property and failure to stop for police and were arraigned uh, later on Monday. Uh, Newton judge ordered them both to be held on $5,000 cash bail to stay away from each other, surrender their passports, and not leave Massachusetts. Nothing about staying away from a post office, though. I'll tell you what, if they stole mail out of my mailbox, they wouldn't be getting a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, I was uh, I was just at the post office uh, last week because I, I have a P.O. box. Uh-huh. And uh, it's just loaded with, like... Well, before Election Day, it's always loaded with a bunch of giant flyers like, that's going to make me vote for you. Yeah, or like, that's going to make me install new windows. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't work. Doesn't or, work. Uh, or you can get an offer on a low interest rate credit card. Do and I need? everything in between. And I don't need any of that stuff. Do you or don't you? I do, but I don't want to have to spend money on it. Oh, I, that makes I, any sense. I, I, like, I make, could I use new windows? Sure. Who couldn't use more efficient windows? Do I want to pay for more efficient windows? No, I do not want to pay for more efficient windows. No, I don't want to pay for windows. But I don't know Newton like I probably should. I know Fig Newton pretty well. Oh, I know Fig Newton very well. Yeah, I love a good Fig Newton. Gooey, to, gooey, rich and chewy inside. That's Golden like one, flaky, tender, cakey one outside. The, one of those cookies I can only eat. Like a finite number of times. Do you remember the Mayflower Marathon last week? I introduced you to a buddy of mine named Bruce. I don't remember this Mayflower Marathon you're speaking of, but I do remember a Bruce. All right, so Bruce uh, is like a, now he's like a like a school administrator, but he and I go way back. He and I go back to the Falls Pub in South Hadley Falls, yeah, you know, which was yeah. a Packer bar back <laughs> then. The reason I'm bringing this up is no Packers was up in Northampton. That's Packards. This is Packers. Uh, Green Bay the, Packers? At the Falls Pub. Anyhow, the reason I'm bringing up the Fig Newtons is actually with Bruce and another friend of ours, this guy Donnie, we discovered accidentally, you know, like uh, like like you got chocolate on my peanut butter. No, 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 you got uh, peanut butter on my chocolate. Like that kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, that kind of uh, just happenstance type of thing. Yeah. You know what we discovered tastes terrific with Fig Newtons? What? Scotch. What? You dip a Fig Newton in scotch. Why? Because it embellishes the flavor of both. You might think I'm crazy. You might think I'm out of my mind. But I'm telling you, we ripped through dozens of packages of Fig Newtons with dozens of shots of scotch. Oh, really? Yes. Scotchy, scotch, scotch, scotch. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. Mm-hmm. That sounds as gross as the uh, Fruit Loop flavored vodka. Dude, I'm telling you, the first time uh, we did it, we thought, well, that's got to be, that's stupid. And then we tried it. We're like, 
dude, why don't you grab me another one of them uh, Fig Newtons? And we you know, we ripped through a couple of sleeves in like a in a single like in a third quarter of a game. So you're telling me this place was a Packers bar? It was a Green Bay Packer bar. Really? Where all with, the bottles of beer and the fans uh, both empty from the neck up? <laughs> Say what you will about that place. That there were a lot of uh, of uh, this area's finest that would go there every week to watch Packer games. Well, I'm yeah. talking like you know, 200 people in a big sea of green and gold, all in the middle of South Hadley Falls. You know, uh, I'm sure it would never be destroyed by a tornado because just like Lambeau Field, you can't get a touchdown there either. Oh, oh yeah! Here we yeah, go! Here yeah. we go! The pinball machine scored more points than the Packers did. Not that season. They won the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Bing oh, Yeah. That, that season. Uh, a woman was held on $25,000 bail after authorities claimed she started a fire inside the lobby of the Westboro Police Station Sunday evening. That was probably a mistake, right? Yeah, usually you do that at the firehouse because they have all the equipment there to put it out. Police, they just wouldn't shoot be, at it. Wouldn't that be crazy if someone set like a like a fire station on fire and it was wound up being a total loss? That would be weird. Because of response time problems? <laughs> <laughs> Needed to have Droopy Monty out there going, oh, oh no, no, our headquarters burnt to the ground. By the way, I'm not suggesting anybody try this. No, I'm just, no, no. You know, just think of the irony involved. Uh, anyway, the fire was reported at the station on West Main Street around 8.20 p.m. on the 26th. Uh, fire Chief Patrick Purcell and Police Chief Todd Minardi said in a joint statement, they were smoking joints? Hmm. It's a good statement. Uh, the station was evacuated and firefighters quickly put out the fire and ventilated the building. No one was hurt, and all police operations resumed. The sprinkler system caused significant water damage. Purcell estimated that damage at $250,000. Before the incident, a woman who was waiting for a ride after her vehicle was towed in a car crash was brought to the lobby by a police officer. The woman was identified as Teresa Arkabacher, or Abichaker, A-B-I-C-H-A-K-E-R. How do you say that? Abichaker. A bitcher. Yeah, she yeah. was a bitcher in all night long, and Man. that's why we put her in the lobby. Authorities uh, later identified it, uh, a bitcher uh, intentionally set a clothing donation box on fire. Following a search that included uh, canines and drones, authorities found a bitcher and arrested her without incident. She was charged with burning a public building, attempting to burn a public building, and vandalism and fire negligence. A bitcher uh, is expected to be arraigned uh, in Westboro District Court this week. Hey, uh, you got better things to do than lighten police stations on fire? You really do. Uh, today is Giving Tuesday. I know, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the different things you can give to, which mm-hmm. has become a thing over the past decade. Maybe because some people feel guilty after dropping a bunch of cash on Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and Cyber Monday, we feel the need to, you know, help out local charities. There are a lot of ways to help others throughout the whole year, and one way is donating stuff you don't need to places like Goodwill. Right? Sure. But one man's trash is not always another man's come up. There's a list of the most bizarre items people donated to Goodwill. But I got $20 in my pocket. Uh, what about the, uh, it smells like R. Kelly's sheets. Which was uh, compiled with the help from Goodwill workers and shoppers. It includes, you ready? Yes. A guillotine. What? A guillotine. Who has that in their house? Is it guillotine or guillotine? I think for the purpose of this discussion, guillotine is fine. Well, no. Okay, Mr. Marquette, you're giving me hard times. Uh, you know, it's, it's not gyro, it's gyro. It is. 
Well, how do you know if it's guillotine or guillotine? You could do either one, but the more uh, Americanized version would be guillotine. Somebody, an employee says they think it went for 30 bucks. Bags of groceries. That seems to be by accident. You leave your groceries at a at a Goodwill? That doesn't seem right. Do they accept that? Literal bags of garbage and not by accident. People are jerks sometimes yeah, they with are. that. Uh, a basket of taxidermy kittens. <laughs> Look at all them stiff pussy cats inside your basket. You know, uh, they're sometimes- just lying there like your mama does. <laughs> What were you saying? What were you going to say? Sometimes you can see things coming from a mile away. Yeah. And whenever there's a cat story, I see you coming from like three miles well, away. There was another cat story I was going to get in trouble if I said anything about it. So we'll just leave that. All out. right. Yeah. Fair enough. A uh, glass labeled jar, uh, a glass jar labeled fart June 1975. <laughs> Remember that lady that was selling them for like 50 yeah. grand a month? Yeah. Yeah, this guy was the pioneer on that. You know, the first person to do something is never successful. I know. It's always the second person that does it. Had I known there was a market for that kind yeah. of thing, uh-huh. I would have bought a bunch of, uh, you know, mason jars and gone to town. A rock. Just a rock. The Goodwill put an $11 tag on it and it sold. Can you imagine just buying a rock? But it wasn't a rock. It was what? It was a rock lobster. Oh, we don't have it right uh, now. No, I don't, uh, ah, well, I don't have it don't handy. A, uh, a Louis Vuitton purse with human teeth inside. Why? I don't know. This sounds like all the lost and found you'd find at the Big E when they do that whole table there. Hey, uh, who left their Louis Vuitton bag with human teeth in it? Who left this cooler with a human kidney? A tiny toy car that said, pizza with bean, have you tried it? (laughs) An entire cardboard box of original newspapers from historical events like Kennedy's assassination, Nixon's resignation, and the man on the moon. You know, whenever I've donated to like a a Goodwill or a Salvation Army, I'm usually pretty... uh, I'm usually pretty picky with what I want to share with the world. You know, like, no, I I won't give you socks or underpants, but I'll give you like t-shirts and pants. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to just get rid of my, the refuse around my house just for the sake of getting rid of it. Yeah. You call it dumpster. You call like, uh, yeah, like the, uh, the J dog junk removal. They'll come over and help you out with that. Or you just toss it on the streets of Springfield. That's what a lot of people do. Well, yeah. You uh, find an empty lot somewhere and you back the car in and you just start throwing the stuff out into a pile. People do it all the time. Only certain people get caught, though. Listen, at Forest Park, there's a very deep dingle to fill. A uh, dog sculpture made out of random metals, including uh, golf clubs and a bathroom faucet. All right, that actually sounds useful. A chair shaped like a Labrador retriever. That's kind of weird. Well, remember, my kids bought me for my birthday that it was like a a taxidermy (laughs) piece. It was a deer legs stool with fur (laughs) from the deer in which the dog almost chewed it. Yeah. The dog broke the leg off. And now I have to put, I can't even like put it somewhere where it looks good. Yeah. This is why it's so hard to have nice things. Can't have nice things. A coffin. Somebody donated one of those. I guess if you're like a Halloween place or something. And you know what? Coffins are really expensive. They're really expensive. So if like, say you got uh, a dying family member and they're not real particular about which way they want to go. Think of the money you'd save. Yeah. You know, getting yourself a Salvation Army or a Goodwill casket. All right. 
Uh, underwear for squirrels. Do they need them? And keep their nuts warm. <laughs> Isn't that why they do that? <laughs> yeah, I guess and, so. And finally, a painting of Rosie the Robot made from the Jetsons showing Rosie posing provocatively. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, let me see. I think I have a picture of that somewhere. This is like leading me to an Instagram. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mr. J. <laughs> <laughs> and she's holding a, an iPhone for some reason. <laughs> But she's like posing like this. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. you can't see anything other than the buttons on her shirt. Well, what if one of them buttons were to yeah, pop off? No. Yeah, like once those things go viral, you know that can affect the uh, your your direct employer. Isn't yeah. that how that show ended with George cheating on Jane? Uh yes, and I believe as a result, Rosie the robot with Rosie the robot, and I believe as a result, it affected his work. And at one point, Mister Spacely said, "Jetson, you fired." But let me get one crack at Rosie right here. <laughs> That's why they call her Cracklin' Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> your, your Pioneer Valley <laughs> forecast today is going to be uh, cloudy with chances of some flurries this morning, but then clearing by this afternoon in a high of 36. Tomorrow, partly cloudy at a high of 37. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. If you're an HVAC, Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 756, and the Beatles with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it's going to be uh, some flurries this morning and then uh, partly clearing with a high of 36 tomorrow. Uh, sunny with a high of 37. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. So you mentioned before, Rock 102 welcomes the Rolling Stones to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough on May 30th. Rock 102 wants to send you to the show. In fact, uh, we and Pat... All week are giving you chances to win tickets at uh, at Gillette Stadium, and uh, those tickets go on fi- uh, sale on Friday at ten o'clock. Or you can be the tenth caller right now at two nine three one zero two one and win tickets to see the Rolling Stones on May thirtieth at Gillette Stadium. Good luck to you. All right, I got a I got a little uh, joke for you before uh, we take the call. You ready? I'm ready. So uh, a frog walks into a bank looking to get a loan, right? Right. He goes up to the teller and he seizes her little name tag, which reads Patricia Whack. And then the frog says, my name's Kermit Jagger, son of Mick Jagger, and I'm looking for a loan of $30,000. And the teller says, wow, that's a lot. Do you have anything for collateral? So Kermit hands her his pink, little pink ceramic elephant, bewildered at how much money the frog wants and seemingly cheap how the cheap the collateral is, she goes back and asks the boss what to do. So the girl goes out and says to her boss, hey, sir, there's this frog out there who's claiming to be the son of Mick Jagger, and he's asking for $30,000, but all he's giving me for collateral is this weird little elephant. I mean, what even is this thing? And the boss says, it's a knickknack, Paddywhack. Give the frog a loan. His old man's a rolling stone. Ah! <laughs> Caller 10 right now. 293-102. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, 758 a Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Craftsman, Aaron's, plus battery-powered Ego. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't mean to alarm anybody, but last night the Boston Celtics lost their third straight, which I should point out has been their first three-game skid since December of 2018. This time, they got smoked by Columbus, who have not beaten the Bruins in three years, and yet... There you go with a shocking loss and a final score of 5-2. to two. Now, I can sit here and lament that the wheels are starting to fall off this thing, but I'm not going to do that because, believe it or not, it is hardly the biggest story in hockey today. 
because as horrible as the Bruins' losing streak appears to be, the big story happened last night in Ottawa. You see, last night the Ottawa Senators hosted the Florida Panthers and lost in a 5-0 shutout. Now that by itself is no big deal. Plenty of teams will be beating the Senators this year. What they can't do is beat the atmosphere of good old-fashioned hockey, in which the greatest form of defense is the one that involves ramping up the violence that we all love so much. Last night, towards the end of the third period, uh, Matthew Kachuk of the Panthers put on a hit on Ottawa's Travis Hamanick. Uh, Hamanick. Uh, next thing you know, every player on the ice is getting involved, including Brady Kachuk of the Senators being swinging at everything that moved. By the end of it, all ten players on the ice were given a ten-minute misconduct by referee Garrett Rank. Everybody. If you were wearing skates, you were sitting out whether you were throwing punches or receiving them. That left both sides a little bit shorthanded after firing up more than 167 penalty minutes, 151 of them coming in the third period alone. Suddenly, I stopped thinking about the Bruins on a three-game losing streak. Instead, I found myself thinking, why couldn't this have been us instead? Listen, the Bruins are still a great team, but I like my hockey to be a little bit more violent and unyielding. Right now, the Bruins are 14th in total penalty minutes a season with only 216. Ottawa and Florida are both in 4th and 5th place, respectively, with more than 260 penalty minutes apiece, which is still far behind Anaheim, which leads the league with 292 minutes. Honestly, that's how I like my hockey. Winning is great and everything, but watching a couple guys punch each other in the mouth, that's what real hockey is all about. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know, you're not uh, neglecting your chainsaw, are you? Because if you are, you need to see Elliot of the Island Pond Rockies. Elliot is a steel train technician. When you're talking about chainsaws or steel blowers, see Elliot. Good rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, maybe some flurries depending on where you are this morning in uh, Western Mass. A uh, high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 37. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. It's that time of year. <sighs> Holiday lighting is upon us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I uh, I haven't uh, put up any decorations yet. Uh, you know, Bright Nights is going on. Uh, that's uh, spectacular. I know there was a street in uh, in Hamden for many years that would get all lit up. And I know uh, people around the area like to get up around this uh, time of year. I- I'm going to put up a tree, and I think that's all I'm going to do. Uh, yeah, that's all I did so far. I put the tree up. I tried putting some lights out the other day. Uh, I have uh, these two little Christmas trees that I put out on the porch, mm-hmm. and they are, uh, they're battery-operated, and they go off on a timer. Yeah. You know, and then they, eh, and I have this, like, sled thing that I have. It's like an old sled. Rosebud? Yes, actually, it is a Rosebud-esque type sled. Uh, this one's called, uh, I don't know, uh, I, I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> I don't have a name for it. But uh, nobody's going to know what I'm talking about anyway if I'm saying that on my deathbed. Uh, <laughs> and you drop your snow globe right at that moment yeah. that you die. So I, I really didn't. I don't. I'm not, I don't go all out for the uh, the decoration uh, part. My you know my kids are into it, obviously. Yeah. So we uh, we do the whole uh, Christmas tree decorating thing, and of course you know you have your major lighting displays, bright nights right. being one of them. But there are a lot of places around. Um, that have kind of their own, like people, like just n- regular neighborhood people. What's the, is it Greenleaf Drive in Hamden? Is yeah, that, that's do, the one. Do they still do that? So the last time I went down Greenleaf Drive during uh, the month of December, it was 
there were a lot of people still doing it. Yeah. But it was not like it used to be. Okay. Like, I think a lot of the people on that street just either got tired of doing it. Yeah. Or died. There, There's also a guy in Westfield who, yeah, well, probably people moved out and they're like, I don't want to buy a house and have to participate in this kind of nonsense every year. <laughs> that's exactly like, it. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Why, why do I have to keep up with the Joneses? A, uh, a Massachusetts man who spent much of the spring and summer uh, storm chasing across Massachusetts and New England has unveiled his massive Christmas light display on his family's home. A large crowd of onlookers watched as Henry Swinson flipped the switch on this year's display at his family home at 18 Orchard Lane in Topsfield. The display features more than 100,000 Christmas lights, more than five times bigger than what he created back in 2021. And an electric bill five times bigger than any other time of the year. I was going to say, you know, how much of the holiday spirit are you in when you get Eversource uh, with the bill for the $3,000 it costs to run the lights for the month? Topsfield should not have a brownout in December. No. Because well, one guy is is, uh, is draining the entire grid. Well, the Griswolds had to have the nuclear auxiliary turned on when he <laughs> plugged in his Christmas lights. Uh, Swenson said he was a bit nervous ahead of Friday night's unveiling. I've tested them a lot in the last few days, referring to the Christmas light display. I did have some issues this morning, but I got it all under control. The 21-year-old says the display takes a little under four months to complete. <laughs> You're spending four uh, months putting it together. Swenson says last year's display will be featured on ABC's reality TV show, The Great Christmas Light Fight, coming up this December. The uh, light display is open for drive-by and walk-through weekdays from sunset through uh, 9 p.m. and on weekends through uh, through 10 p.m. So you can walk through this guy's yard. He's got, like, this whole thing display. Oh, my God. There, there's, one, there's one in Westfield that's not anywhere near like this, but it's off of Route 202, like, heading towards Southwick right. from, from Westfield. And it's there's nobody there. It's just a little drive-through thing, and you got to turn around at the end and come all the way back. But he's, the guy's got, like, an old bus there. It's all lit up, and and then there's a little donation box at the end that you can put some donations into to obviously pay for the electric bill because this guy realizes that this costs quite a bit of money to do. Sure. the uh, This display will be illuminated through uh, New Year's Eve. The uh, extravaganza includes 50,000 lights donated by the Elliott family of Danvers who retired their display. Swenson also adopted their cause, fundraising for Boston Children's Hospital. So he's at least doing something good yeah. with uh, with the donations that you get, not just to pay the electric bill, but he's... So the, there's a couple of uh, houses in town here on Summers Road mm-hmm. that do the same thing. You know, that, it's just this... It, it seems like a battle of neighbors. Yeah. Because one of the houses has got like a low power radio frequency yeah that you can tune into so you can hear like i don't know christmas carols or like a christmas message or, or something but you got i mean you got to be prepared for that to drive by and really catch it because otherwise you're just really just driving past two houses with an enormously obnoxious uh holiday display can you imagine being a non-participatory neighbor in a neighborhood like this? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like this Greenleaf Drive. If yeah. everybody else is doing it and you're the only one that's not, why is that going on? I don't know. But it's but it, it's not like you're just being a jerk. It's like, it's a lot of work to, to do all that. You it know, is. It, and it's expensive. It's costly. One, it, it's expensive just to get the lights and all the other displays. And then two, I don't care whether they're LED lights or not, you're still draining a lot of power, power to put this yeah. thing on. 
Yeah, I've tr- I've tried uh, a couple of years. I put like lights all around just the porch, right? And that was a pain in the ass. You got a big bite. porch. It's not that big. It's just it, it, it's the, you don't really. It's probably about uh, I would say uh, I don't know uh, maybe twenty feet wide. Yeah, it's really not that big. But it's it's wrapping the lights like I would wrap them around the pillars on the front porch and all that stuff, and that becomes a pain in the ass. And I was using uh, I was using the command strips okay. in order to hold them up because it's it's all aluminum, so I'm not going to drill holes into sure. aluminum. And uh, I could easily just put the tabs back up the next year if I was going to do that. But I didn't do that this year. I'm not going for the yeah. The I'm display. I'm not I'm not doing that. I mean, I'll I'll put the tree up. It's a big fake tree that yeah. uh, you know uh, I I bought when I had my divorce my sad divorce guy apartment. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know it it worked well and it's still good. Still a good tree. Happens to be twelve feet tall, but what the hell? Yeah, well, twelve feet. That's pretty big. Oh yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's a monster. All right. Um. Yeah. I I don't uh, I don't want to do the lighting display. We were having a conversation. Uh, a few weeks ago, you probably remember this, with a woman who was telling us that she puts up 10 trees in her house for Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. When I heard that, all I heard was not that you're putting up 10 trees, but that requires you to take down 10 trees. Yeah, yeah. And if it's a fake tree, then you have to store 10 trees. If you're buying real trees and you're in the 10s, yeah, Think about what that's got to cost. It's a lot of money. What what is it? What's a tree costing this year? Well, I don't know how much. It's it's expensive this year. It's probably $100, right? How much is a a Christmas tree? How much? uh, I I think the least I've paid for it in the last 20 years is probably 55 bucks. That's what you're paying for a real tree. For a real tree. And then uh, you want to get a fake one. Those things are probably $300 or more. It can be. Depending on what you're going to get. You can always get the small, little, tiny one, but who wants a dinky Charlie Brown one when you could get a nine-footer? Yeah, one that's already pre-lit. One that doesn't fit in your ceilings in your house. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's very expensive, and I don't know. I, but you know what? People spend their money on whatever they want to spend it on. I'm not being critical. I, just, I mean, I'm just trying to put myself in that position. The last thing I would want to do is take down 10 trees and put them away. I just yeah. I got one tree. It sits underneath the uh, under the, the the stairway to the basement, and it stays there all year long. I wouldn't even know what to do with nine more trees. I wouldn't know what to do with it either. And you know, my mother had some friends down in Florida who would do this the the whole tree in the house, like many trees. Mm-hmm. They had this big, and they had a lot of money too. So yeah. that that probably helps. You know, being able to afford the decorations. Well, unless you've got a staff of uh, of workers and butlers, yeah. then it, it's not worth it. Because uh, I went with my mother one time to this house, these yeah. people's house, and they had probably 10 trees just like we're talking about. And the whole house looked like the Yankee Candle Village when you walk in there at Christmas time. <laughs> it's all decorated to the nines. You know, I'm surprised they didn't have visits from Santa Claus there right. as well. But uh, that's a lot of freaking dough, man. Right, but at least with Yankee Candle, that displays up as that displays up all year. Yeah, but that's a business. Yeah, right. That, that's they I, got I staff ex- to maintain it. I would expect that from a business. That's where you go. You go to a business to experience that. You don't go to your neighbor's house to go see. Hey, you want to see? Come see my uh, my festival of trees in my living room. 
Would you like to see the display that I put together, which is so much better and bigger than yours? Hey, why don't you come over to my house? I'll show you the dead spider plant that Barry gave me because I forgot to bring it inside over the, <laughs> over the fro- before the frost came. You know, it's like yeah, it's know. stuff like that. I'm, I, I don't have the uh, I don't have the uh, the wherewithal to to do the holiday decorating. Nah, thing. I, I I don't either. I I'd rather get those. I think I have one somewhere. I just gotta find it. Remember those things that you. you they came out with them in the last 10 years. You, you put them on the lawn, and it projects the lights on, oh, your, yeah. on your house. Yeah. To make it look like your house is, like, full of starry lights. You ever look in one of those things by accident? It's just laser beams. It's yeah. basically a bunch of, like, laser pointers. It's a big mistake. It's a huge mistake, but it looks beautiful. You know, my grandparents had the right idea. They really, truly did. They had one of those fake aluminum trees. Yeah. And uh, they had like a spinning light that went on the on the floor yeah. that shone that 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 shined right at the tree. Yeah, and it would splash color all over a darkened room, and so it was like you know green, red, and blue. And uh, oh man, that was it, it, all you had to do is just put that up and put the light on it, and it was done. That's all the decoration you had to do. That's all you need to do. It took it took five minutes, and I had that light for years. I mm-hmm. finally uh, got rid of it. Because it was no longer right. operable, but you know, I had that thing was like like sixty years old, sixty seventy years old, and it was, it was uh, breathtaking. How many of you out there are decorating for the holidays? Two nine three one zero two one. What's your best tree story? What's your best tree story? It's a hey, twenty. Uh, save it. It's yeah, yeah. twenty two and rock one zero two. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat Kelly with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. You know, if you got 11 plants in your backyard, you just put an arrow saying you got 11 there so the cabs don't see how many you got back there. Dan Brown will give you the forecast. Uh, yes, he <laughs> yes, will. He will. He will. Uh, well, what's going on? What are we doing here? Well, um... <laughs> Well, let me see here. Oh, I, you know what I, would, I want to mention? Uh, if you missed any part of today's show, check out the Daily Podcast. It's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford and Holyoke. Also, uh, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week is Matthew Marcantonio from the band D-Mob Happy. It's actually a really, really good band. They've been around for about 15 years. They've just released their third album called Divine Machines. It's really, really good. Uh, you can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on uh, rock102.com, and uh, there you have it. There you have it. All right. Uh, the most sinful cities in America. I know. Uh, what? I was going to say Wilbraham? Yes. Yes. And number two is Las Vegas. So oh, that I can yeah. see. Uh, but uh, an annual study is out on the most sinful cities in the U.S. based on stats that correspond to the seven deadly sins. Okay. Okay. Las Vegas. Sin City is number one. So here's the breakdown by sin. Number one is wrath. Based on things like violent crimes and shootings, mm-hmm. that goes to Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. Jealousy, based on things like fraud and identity theft, that goes to Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. Gluttony, based on things like obesity rates, binge drinking rates, and drug use. Uh, those are our friends over in Cincinnati, Ohio. Those fat yeah. bastards eat a whole lot over there. Greed, based on things like casinos and lower charity numbers, that's uh, Henderson, Nevada. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Well, Henderson, Nevada is the original, I believe it's like the original Las Vegas. Like, mm-hmm. where all, like that's like the- That North, was their first strip? Yeah. 
uh, lust based on things like uh, strip clubs per capita and porn searches, that belongs to Houston. Hmm. Vanity, based on things like tanning salons and plastic surgery, that's Los Angeles. And sloth, based on things like poor exercise rates and low average work hours, right here in New England, Lewiston, Maine. No kidding. How about that? Well, I'll be damned. And Springfield didn't uh, hit the list anywhere? Nope. Well, these are major cities. I'm sure if we broke it down. Lewiston, uh, Maine is not a major city. What? Huh? Lewiston's not a major city. It's not not bigger than Springfield. Well, I mean, uh, Los Angeles, Houston, and Henderson, Nevada is part of Las Vegas. Well, let me me tell you something. There There are many, many sins being violated every single day in Springfield, and I think we need to capitalize on that. All right, so let's uh, let's do our own little thing. Wrath, uh, violent crimes. I would say Holyoke would take the number one spot there. Sure. Jealousy based on things like fraud and identity theft. I it's, think uh, I think that belongs to Palmer because you always want to be somebody else while you're there. See, I think the ones that uh, do the the, the most um, the highest number of white collar crimes all seem to be from Longmeadow. Mm, yeah, a lot of fraud in that town. Yeah, okay, fraud and identity, gluttony. Where would that? What, what town would that be? What's the best restaurant? Ta- well, I mean, the best restaurant town used to be Northampton. Yeah, I don't know if I would. I mean, I don't know if I would still name it that anymore. Now, I'd uh, I'd say the gluttonous slobs are over in Bondsville. Sure. Yeah, that's the top one. Yeah. Uh, greed based on things like casinos and low charity numbers. Well, there's Springfield. You know, we're right. Yeah, here. we get we, we got casinos. Uh, lust, uh, like strip clubs per capita. Hatfield. It's the only one left, I believe. <laughs> I believe so. Uh, is that Hatfield or is that Waitley? Uh, Waitley. Waitley. Yeah, it's Waitley. 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 Uh, it's called Porn in the Corn. Because <laughs> it's out in the middle of a cornfield. Uh, vanity, based on things like tanning salons and plastic surgery. I would say that would be Long Meadow. Long Meadow. With the yeah. shot shop mm-hmm. going on over there. And then Sloth, based on things like poor exercise rates and low average work hours. What do you think around here? Tough call. I'm going to say it's either a split between Palmer and Ware. I'm leaning a little bit more towards where. Where? Where? Would be sloth? I know a lot of people in where, but aren't doing very much. Well, no. I mean, they're stuck in their wheelchairs all day. They ain't well, I wasn't going to go there. Well, I did. Well, I, I know you did, but I wasn't going wasn't gonna to point fingers at anybody. I will go there every time we mention where. It's uh, 8.30. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. Mostly cloudy skies, brisk and chilly this morning with a few flurries and a blend of sun and clouds this afternoon. We stay cold with highs in the 30s. A gusty breeze will make you feel like it's in the... Dot tw- com. It's 8.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news and it is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Uh, technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bags. Five people are without a home after a fire late last night at 53 Devon Street in Springfield's Indian Orchard neighborhood. According to the department, one firefighter was injured and taken to the hospital but is expected to be okay. Two cats did not survive the fire. The arson and bomb squad is investigating how it started, and that's all the information uh, we have on that. Yesterday in Springfield, a gunshot victim was found in an apartment building on Fort Pleasant Avenue. According to Springfield Police Spokesman Ryan Walsh, at around 4.40 a.m., officers were called to an apartment on the 100 block of Fort Pleasant Avenue for a report of a gunshot victim. 
The victim, an adult man, was found dead. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Springfield Police Detective Bureau, or you can anonymously text a tip. Uh, type solve and then your tip to 274637. The investigation is being conducted by the homicide unit along with the Hamden DA's uh, murder unit. A uh, North Adams man was arrested after officers found guns and drugs inside of his home. <laughs> this is not a story in North Adams. This is like every day. This is when in Rome, North Adams. In North Adams, this is considered to be a fluff piece. I believe it's a city ordinance where if you don't have drugs and guns in your home, you're not welcome in town. No, they send you over the uh, Vermont border. On Monday, North Adams uh, police, along with the Berkshire County Law Enforcement and state police, executed a search warrant at a home in town. During their search, officers found an illegal loaded gun, dozens of fentanyl pills, and over three grams of crack rock cocaine. Uh, the man in possession of these items was taken into custody and is said to be arraigned in Northern, uh, Northern Berkshire District Court on numerous drug and gun charges. Yeah, again, uh, this is this is how... Uh, th- th- that's just part of being in that area. You know, uh, we're just talking about keeping up with the Joneses. You know, uh, like the, your next-door neighbor's got a massive Christmas display on their house. Same thing with North Adams. Yeah, you know, you got a house that's uh, you know loaded with uh, like guns and drugs, guns you, and drugs and drugs and guns and drugs and guns and drugs and guns. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden you feel like you need to get guns and drugs in your own home, just to keep up with it going on next door. See, well, why should that guy? Why should that guy have all the fun with his legal drugs, uh, drugs and guns? See, I can't wait till we uh, federally legalize marijuana so that we can sell handguns along with marijuana in the same place. And then have that jingle. Drugs and guns and drugs and guns and drugs and guns and drugs and guns. It sure would make life so much simpler. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a nice little uh, dr- jingle to it. Yeah. But until then, we have to deal with the criminal aspect of it, not the legitimate aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, no, that's a big part of it. Planning board members in Westfield last week questioned the size, parking plan, and drainage system of a proposed self-storage unit expansion on the city's north side. Well, I don't mean to brag, uh, West uh, Westfield, but... Size doesn't always matter. Well, actually, it does here in the north in the north side. Your size on the north side makes a big difference. Bunch of people on the south side all jealous of the people on the north side because of this big size. Yeah, we got a bigger size uh, unit over here. What do you got down there? We got a smaller unit. You can barely see it. Uh, Matt Rockas, uh, owner of JML Storage, is proposing adding eight forty-foot containers and fifteen additional twenty-foot containers to his property. At 264 Lockhouse Road, the 40-foot containers would be divided into four 8x10 storage units, while the 20-foot containers would be one unit each. As part of the expansion, some trees between the existing storage yard and Lockhouse Road have already been cleared. Uh, They already use uh, the property for storage of campers and trailers with some container units at the rear of the property, but the scope of the proposed expansion left planning board member Richard Saloy uncomfortable. Oh, boy. I'm uncomfortable with the size of this thing. How big is it? <laughs> oh, it's huge. You know, if you just relax, it won't uh, It won't feel nearly as uncomfortable. Yeah, it was very benign to the whole area, he said, of the existing operation, which previously received site plan approval from the planning board. By removing those trees and putting those containers right by the road, the benignness has gone away, which uh, is one of the things I was looking for when I approved this thing. I didn't want to drop this big clunky thing right in the middle of the area. We've got too much up there in that area already. They don't need any more pushing. Yeah, they, we don't need that big clunky thing up in here. Yeah, 
up in here, up in here. Oh, gonna make me lose my mind? Roko says while his original intention was to limit his business to the pl- to the plan the board previously approved, the demand for self-storage is high. He also said the containers would be brand new and mm. painted tan. Ooh, how neutral. Oh, how beautiful for the city of Westfield. Uh, check out our yard of tan containers. You know, uh, not everybody likes uh, not everybody likes storage facilities in their town. Some people got a real problem with people leaving their refuse. Well, it's not refuse if it's in a storage unit. Well, it's just a building. Yeah, I and know it's are- just a building, but I mean, you know, you're, are you leaving your nice stuff in storage? I don't know. But Usually a, the nice stuff stays in the house. All this red tape you got to go through to like start a business. You oh, got to yeah. sit there in front of these blowhards of a planning board and uh, say, oh, what do you want to do? I want to put a couple of containers and make a storage unit out there. By what means? How big are these? Is this going to be too big? Is this going to ruin our view? We will have to have a public meeting. We did that in uh, in Hamden. We, uh, there were a couple of uh, proposals for uh, storage. Yeah. Everybody showed up at the uh, the town meeting with their uh, torches and pitchforks, and that uh, and that plan was squashed. Did you uh, did you went? Did you go to the meeting? I did. And you voted? No, we just uh, sat there and listened, and, and uh, were dismissed other. by the planning board. And then you yelled at each other until things got out of control. Yes, I think at one point I said Howard Johnson is right. Oh, really? That's exactly what I said. I said we need a new sheriff. And that's where, and that's when uh, Sheriff Bart came to town. Oh, Sheriff Bart. Mm-hmm. What happened to Kochi? <laughs> he was pushed out. No, I don't think the sheriff was pushed out. Was sheriff Bart and his posse show up? Yeah, right. <laughs> See, I'm giving you the basic plot lines. I know. I'm just of trying blazing to, saddles. Yeah, I know what you are, but yeah. I'm just talking about posses because I love talking about posse. Really? I love it. I love... See, oh, I like I, talking about a big, clunky unit. I can't get enough of the posse. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. I, I'll talk about posse all day long. Well, I'll have to show you my big clunky. Mm, I can smell... That's what it. I call it, I the big s- clunky. Oh, do you know the big up clunky? Up in here! I th- up in here! Up in here! I can smell the big clunky and the posse from a mile away. <laughs> That's how you know when they're in town when the smell comes through. <laughs> Man, that's a pretty big posse you got there. Do you smell something funny? Do you smell something fishy or is it me? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Is it a uh, new Chinese restaurant moving in town? Where's all well, that lomaine coming from? I don't think so. Very yeah. lomaine You know, we were talking about earlier about you know things that have sins in them. Yes. I remember somebody describing Palmer to me as, uh, yeah, all we got is pizza places and Chinese food restaurants and liquor stores. And if you really drive around town, there's probably about, a half a dozen of each of those. Yeah, that's uh, yeah that that is true. But uh, I don't know. Recently, ate at the China House in Palmer and was uh, very impressed. Uh, very impressed. It was quite good, and the portions. Woo! Oh, the portions! Such portions. Was it enough to feed a posse? <laughs> yes. Yes, are indeed. You, are you sure about that? Uh, let's see. Uh, a man in Oklahoma named Jose Silverio wanted a beer early Sunday morning, but he didn't want to pay for it. Well, I don't want to pay for most of my stuff anyway, but you have to. That's kind of the job. So he went into a convenience store, used a pipe to smash the two doors of two coolers, smashed the doors of two coolers, stole beer, and then drove off in a Land Rover. 
The uh, employees called the police, but he got away. A few hours later, Jose crashed his Land Rover through the front of a grocery store. It's unclear if the accident was intentional or if he was drunk, but either way, he realized he was done. So he cracked open a beer and chatted with a few of the witnesses while the police were on their way. When they got there, they arrested Jose for felony vandalism and larceny along with other pending charges. Well, I guess, you know what? When you're screwed... You yeah. are, you know you already you already effed up yeah enough where all right listen if I run away from this it's gonna be even worse so let's just sit here I'm already gonna get charged with DUI let me crack a few beers while we're waiting for the cops to show up I, I mean, think usually, I think it's a reasonable approach sometimes the response time isn't that great you know when when if somebody calls and says hey it's not that big of a deal this accident yeah it's kind of like a priority system. They're like, well, I got to send somebody rushing well, over there. Especially if uh, if the uh, the police department's got other things going on that night. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, say, for example, uh, crime in other areas of town. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but let's just say. This guy sounds like Otis the Drunk. They'd lock him in a cell and he'd be able to let himself out and go back and doing it again the next day. Hello, it- Andy. Hello, Barney. I'm back. It is Oklahoma. Yeah, you gotta expect that. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today gonna be uh, cloudy this morning, then clearing by this afternoon with a high at 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high at 37. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. You have an office? Two? It's 8:51, and Nirvana with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I'll leave the Nirvana joke out. Yeah, probably for the uh, best. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, sunny with a high of 38 tomorrow. Uh, sunny with a high of 37. It is uh, flapping in downtown Springfield. So uh, today happens to be Shop uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's Tuesday, and we do a Shop Tuesday every Tuesday now. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Starting at 9 o'clock this morning, Galaxy releases certificates to their restaurant in East Hampton. Dumplings, deviled eggs, and an ever-changing menu of creative plates, large and small, with a stylish bar and lounge. Uh, and it's really, really cool, and you can save $30 uh, at Galaxy in East Hampton. It's available uh, today at 9 o'clock on the Shop 30 store at rock102.com. Imagine that, 30% off. That sounds uh, pretty damn good. No kidding, right? I, so, I like that. So get on to uh, rock102.com and save yourself a bundle. Hey, uh, you want to come uh, hang out with me tonight? Tonight? Yeah. What's uh, what's tonight? My uh, my kid's going to be selling some of her stuff at this uh, holiday craft fair over at Shaker Farms Country Club, starting at uh, 5.30. Are you inviting me because you want me to enjoy the event, or are you inviting me so I can get shaken down by a bunch of preteens? You're asking me to invite you to things, and I'm here I am inviting you to something. Well, I appreciate the offer, Steve. I, I don't yeah, know if see, I'm going to be able to make you're it. You're always busy. It's cool. That's why Barry and I were talking about this last week. Maybe we should invite him to lunch. Maybe we should, uh, you know. I uh, haven't had an invitation uh, with lunch for you with you guys forever. Forever. <sighs> listen. It's been years. Listen, uh, the olive branch has been extended. Unfortunately, it's rotting away. So you either grab the olive branch I, I can't and embrace gra- it, or you don't get the olive branch at all. Steve, I can't grab the olive branch if I'm not aware that I'm being surrounded by olive trees. I see no olive branch anymore. True. You know, I've got nothing but time in my hands these days. 
Except get, get, for get, this get, afternoon at 5.30 well, when I asked you to be there. At yes, Sacred well, I mean, Country obviously Club. I've got a lot going on in my world. But, uh, you know, uh, listen, uh, tell me a day. Give me a day. Give me some advance notice the next time you and Barry are making plans, and maybe I'll show up. I'm giving you eight and a half hours advance notice. That's enough time to decide whether or not that, you're available or not. But and then I would have to modify my existing plans. And what were you going to do anyway? At what time? 5.30 p.m. Oh, geez. Yeah, I've got uh, I got emergency surgery at that point. Well, thanks a <clears> lot. <throat> thanks for your support, and I appreciate it. And uh, you know what? Uh, next time one of your kids is selling beach towels for their school, I won't buy one. My kids are either <laughs> in college or out of college. Whatever. They don't sell beach towels at the college. Whatever. They start walking around with that UNICEF can. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not buying it. Listen, my my kids won't even stand outside a shopping mall next to a kettle and on Christmas time with a with a Christmas beard. Yeah, it's fu- it's funny. Uh, you talk about all the uh, the fundraisers that the kids do for schools and stuff like that. Oh this, yeah. This has nothing to do with the school that we're doing. This is just you know uh, we're having vendor craft fair day over at Shaker Farms. But I'm talking about like the uh, the things that they make the classes sell. Mm-hmm. You know the return is so little. On those fundraisers, it's basically a company coming in, upcharging on some items that they already sell, and then the school gets a small portion of the proceeds to go back to the class of the school. I've always felt that uh, when a family is inundated Mm -hmm. with uh, fundraising efforts from a school, it's a little intrusive. It's a very, it's very intrusive. And, and there are certain things that can be sold which, you know, are uh, are not fun. They're not great. They're, it's mostly junk. It is mostly junk. And I don't care how good of a salesman I might be. I can't sell that. No. You know, I when I was in Boy Scouts, when I was a kid, we sold popcorn. That was like their big thing. In the big tins? In the big tins yeah. and all that stuff. The I think it was like Trails End Popcorn or something like that. It was uh, such a waste. You know what we did in Boy Scouts? What? We were uh, planning a trip to Bermuda mm-hmm. with the Boy Scouts. And what we sold were shares of stock in the Boy Scouts of America. Okay, that's... Which I didn't even realize was a publicly held company. I didn't know that either, but that's actually better than anything. I mean, yeah. stock, uh, you know, any kind of assets you might go up. But then, I'm not sure if it was any real value to the shares of stock in the Boy Scouts of America. I don't you? remember handing out certificates of, uh, of, of shares. I don't, remember the, I don't remember any of those shares splitting over time. Uh, let's see. That's uh, BSA Stock Solutions, Boy Scout Stock. I don't. I don't see anything listed for uh, for stock. Yeah, the Boy which Scouts. makes me think the whole thing was phony. It was a big setup. I don't. M- maybe they were publicly traded at some time. Yeah. But then, but then there was all that news of the stuff they did with the kids, and then and then they had to stop selling stock. Yeah, and then at one point, uh, Clarence Beeks had a, a a false Boy Scout report. Yeah, yeah, and 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 for a dollar, they put the Dukes out of business. Oh, turn those machines back turn on! Them, turn them back on! <laughs> I got screwed by the 
Boy Scouts of America. It was like the Enron scandal of the Boy Scouts. Hey, we said this stock was worth 50 bucks, but it's really only yeah. worth five cents. That's why the brownies and weebelos are you know laughing at the Boy Scouts these days. Oh, yeah. You should see their portfolios. They're blowing up. And like, can you imagine if we invested in that Boy Scout stock years ago? Yeah, they were doing so well, but they blew all their assets, didn't they? Yeah, and then, uh, and, you know, then you see a poor, desolate Boy Scout uh, hard out on his money because he put all his money in, in money in penny Boy Scout stocks. <laughs> Won't you help a kid like me yeah. achieve a merit badge? Well, somebody wasn't prepared. That's for sure. Which is the whole plan, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's 8.57 with Bax and Dangle on Rock 102. Attention football know-it-alls. Thank you. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock and Boston with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, it's going to be cold today. So, uh, it's clear of, I don't know, it's going to come out to be uh, 37 for a high today. Same for tomorrow. It is uh, 38 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Rock 102 and Aquapump are giving you a chance to win a pair of tickets to New England and Kansas City and Foxborough. Boy, that's going to be a barn burner. On uh, December 18th, go to rock102.com and sign up by the end of the day on December 10th for your chance to win. Uh, your chance to win to see New England and Kansas City, brought to you by Aquapump and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. I totally want to go to that game. Um, Because Taylor Swift may yeah. be in a luxury suite? Yes, exactly. That would be the only reason I would go to that game. <laughs> well, I mean... If you're looking for blowouts, then yeah, that would be a great uh, a great opportunity. But you're right because she could be there. I need a I need a rich uh, person to just uh, offer me up one of their box seats next to the Taylor Swift box seat, and uh, I'll be happy. You I don't need even a have you need a sugar anything. daddy. I, I I need a sugar daddy. Yeah, we all could use one. Yeah, I need a good sugar daddy to take me on uh, bougie trips to to Patriots games and uh, meet Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's parents. Well, there's got to be somebody out there that could uh, you know pick you up as a side piece and help uh, shuffle you around a little bit. Uh, I'll be willing to do anything. Listen, after two hundred and fifty dollars, it's just flesh. <laughs> it's Max and Nickel on Rock One Hundred Two. It's another. Did you know? 